Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mom of the Hard Kid. Today, we're going to be talking about pandas, but not the adorable bear. We're going to be talking about the controversial diagnosis of pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorder associated with the streptococcal infection called pandas. So it's called a controversy because it is a hypothetical diagnosis. But it came up in our life where we were going to therapy and I was explaining how little lady's uh, behaviors were amplifying. And she looks at me and she goes, oh, is she getting sick? And I was like, no. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. And then turns out we go home and a couple days later, there she is and she's sick. So I'm like, oh, uh, okay. So the next time I show up to the therapy office, I say, you know what? She was sick. And the therapist says, well, have you seen if she has pandas? Which of course I have no idea what she's talking about. And I was like, I, you know, I'm going to need more information than that. And she says, okay. Anyway, I decided that I was going to look it up because what she essentially told me is when kids start to get sick and they have pandas, they're they're mean, they get mean and they get like unable to control their emotions. And I was like, okay, I'll go look this up. So again, it stands for pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorder associated with streptococcal infections. Like legit, that's the name. It should be pandas eye, but it's not. pandas. So I decided to look in the DSM-5 and lo and behold, when I am looking through, there is nothing between Parkinson's disease and pedophile disorder, which is exactly where pediatric autoimmune neuropsychotic disorder should slide into. So I go to the internet and I try to figure out this situation. So if you go to the National Institute of Health, They have an article on pandas that has a nice little fact question and answer sheet that comes along with it. So what it says, so after her therapist tells me to be on the lookout for pandas, I decide to look it up. So I looked up on the National Institute of Mental Health website and they have an article called Pandas Questions and Answers. So it starts off by explaining what pandas is. And I could tell from the onset, I do not think this is what my daughter has, but I feel like this is a really fascinating diagnosis anyway. So you have an obsessive compulsive order and a tick disorder that just pop up out of nowhere after your child has had a strep infection or scarlet fever. And for those of you who may still not know, scarlet fever can develop after you have an untreated strep infection. So it's the strep that's the issue. The scarlet fever just comes after the strep infection. So then the second thing that they look at is symptoms of OCD um, suddenly become worse following a strep infection. So for some reason, and they do kind of explain it, it's just not in a way that I can really like if you go on 
of all of the places. When I went to the Wikipedia website, and you know how you're like supposed to be able to really understand it, that has so much stuff on there that I'm like, I don't even know what it's talking about. And I, I'll read you. A, I'll read you a bit. So pandas is a controversial hypothetical diagnosis for a subset of children with rapid onset of obsessive compulsive disorder or tick disorders. Symptoms are proposed to be caused by group A streptococcal and more specifically group A beta hemolic streptococcal GABSHHS infections, OCD and tick disorders are hypothesized to arise in a subset of children as a result of a post streptococcal immune autoimmune process. <laughs> Okay, that wasn't terribly difficult to understand, but it was just like, what? Like, like, I just thought it would be a whole lot easier to understand. And it wasn't. But what it has here underneath in the Wikipedia page, which I could tell you where all these things are cited, but I'm not going to, you're welcome to go to the page yourself. So as pandas is hypothesis, Oh, so, so here's a quote. As the panda's hypothesis was unconfirmed and unsupported by data, a new definition was proposed by Sweeto, Susan Sweeto, and colleagues in 2012. In addition to the 2012 broader pediatric acute onset neuropsychiatric syndrome, or PANS, to other categories such as childhood acute neuropsychiatric, I can't even say it, symptoms, called CANS, or the pediatric infection triggered autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorder called pit and. And I'm thinking, you guys, why in the world are you fighting over the name when you are having issues over whether, whether this exists? It doesn't matter if you call it pandas or pans or cans or pit and. It, the controversy is whether or not this exists. <laughs> so it goes on to explain in both the Wikipedia page and the article in the National Institute of Mental Health, that there's no test for this. You can't do a swab and test this. So the best way you can find out if your child has this is by observing their behaviors. So if they've had a positive strep test, and then their behaviors change, then you know that their body is having an autoimmune response to that strep infection. There in the article, it has this really interesting part, which I think is kind of fun. And it says, quote, strep bacteria are very ancient organisms that survive in the human host by hiding from the immune system as long as possible. They hide themselves by putting molecules on their cell wall so they can look nearly identical to the molecules found in the child's heart, joints, skin, and brain tissues. This hiding is called molecular mimicry and allows the strep bacteria to evade detection for a long time. I thought that was fascinating. <laughs> like that was just really interesting that it can mimic like that. There's just a whole world going on inside your body that, that, that I can't even wrap my head around. So it talks more on the Wikipedia page about this. And I encourage you guys for the first time, maybe second time to go to the Wikipedia page because it is not only clearly laid out, but it also has a lot of the citations that could guide you into a better place. So today we're just talking about super umbrella pandas. We're not going to go too deep into this. So I'm going to talk about the part on the Wikipedia page where it talks about what is required 
by the certain criteria to consider this an autoimmune disorder. So according to the Witbisky criteria, which I do not understand why that came from, but I think it's just, his name is Ernest Witbisky, and he is a German-American immunologist, and he kind of decided what determined it was an autoimmune disorder. So there has to be a self-reactive antibody and a particular target for the antibody that it's kind of going after. And that the disorder can be caused in animals. And the last one, you transfer the antibodies from one animal to the other animal and it will trigger the disorder. So that's kind of terrifying. (laughs) There was actually just recently on a side note, the first proven case of Alzheimer's that was passed from person to person. And I was like, great, but that's a side story. And we are going to come back to the main story about pandas. So let's talk a little bit about what pandas looks like for real in your child. So some of the symptoms that they talk about is restricted food intake and abrupt onset of OCD that is severe enough to warrant a DSM diagnosis. So in the diagnostic manual diagnosis, along with the severe and acute neuropsychiatric symptoms from at least two of the following. So to have anxiety, emotional lability or depression, irritability or oppositional behaviors, developmental regression, academic deterioration, sensory to motor difficulties, sensory or motor difficulties, sorry, or sleep or urinary disturbances. So then it says that these symptoms cannot be explained by another disorder. Well, in our case, these symptoms are explained by another disorder. These symptoms are explained by reactive attachment disorder. And so maybe a little lady was exposed to strep and got all of these things. However, She doesn't have enough OCD to warrant a DSM diagnosis, but she also literally was neglected and we know that. So her reactive attachment disorder explains these symptoms. So I do not think this is hers. However, I cannot help but wonder if they just have similar presentation. Additionally, the article talks about how You can have the OCD, the tick disorder, and you can also have more symptoms such as something that looks like ADHD, hyperactivity, inattention, fidgetiness, uh, a separation anxiety, mood changes such as irritability, sadness, emotional liability, which lability, which we talked about, trouble sleeping. They talked about bedwetting. Um, It can also occur in the daytime as well as changes in motor skills and handwriting and joint pain. So these are the symptoms, but they're like, oh, what, how do we treat this? So a lot of people who have been diagnosed with pandas, but what the information says is if you can treat the strep infection, then the panda symptoms will go away. And what the therapist was saying, and I can't find in any of my notes here, is that the symptoms will come back if exposed to strep again. But as we talked about before, that there is that hidden strep infection that can happen where it can't, you can't find it to diagnosis, but it's still within the body. And that can cause a problem and people 
can can have all these symptoms without even realizing that they have the strep infection. It also talks about how there is a titter. <laughs> yep. Which is the number of molecules in the blood that indicate a previous infection. So they talk about how you can get that number and you can see if there has been a past infection. And then sometimes you can just assume that it is strep. However, the duration that each person keeps these in their body changes person to person. So sometimes someone's going to keep those antibodies and those markers in their body for months. Other people, it goes away pretty quickly. But if you are concerned, it is worth testing. Well, one of the fascinating pieces of information I found is there's a question and answer part, right? And it says, can penicillin be used to treat pandas or prevent future panda symptoms? And it says, nope, <laughs> it doesn't treat the pandas. It treats the strep. The, the pandas, <clears throat> excuse me, is the antibodies that have already been created and then the response from those antibodies. And I had always heard that if you get strep throat a lot, you should get your tonsils out. However, the National Institute of Mental Health says it doesn't make a difference. So it doesn't make a difference. You, If you have tonsillitis, you should get your tonsils out, but you don't need to get it out for strep infections, which I thought was really interesting. I'd always heard that that was not the case. So if you find yourself dealing with a child that has really rapid onset symptoms, I recommend going to the National Institute of Mental Health, looking at theirs, and even in this case, looking at the Wikipedia page for pandas or pans or cans or whatever it is that they decide, but it's under pandas right now. And if you can go through and look and see what kind of symptoms your child is exhibiting, especially if they've come on quickly, and especially if it's been after strep infection. But I do think the Wikipedia page is more confusing than the pandas question and answers page on the National Institute of Mental Health website. If any of you are dealing with this, I know it is exhausting and I know it is hard and I wish you all the best. When they talked about treatments, they talked about uh, psychotropic medications to help your child with their mood swings. But hopefully if you can get rid of that strep, the symptoms will subside and things will get better. Of course, talk to your doctor. I'm just a mom on the internet and I wish you the best. Thank you so much for joining me.